Good morning, and welcome to Simply Science. It's Monday, February 12th. On today's show, a new study brings us closer to an early blood test for predicting dementia, and researchers discover how decomposing microbes could revolutionize forensic science. Plus, the science of menopause takes the spotlight during the Super Bowl. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a major breakthrough in predicting dementia risk more than a decade before formal diagnosis. Researchers have discovered biological markers for the condition in blood samples from over 50,000 healthy volunteers. These markers, combined with conventional risk factors, allowed them to predict dementia with an estimated 90% accuracy nearly 15 years before clinical confirmation of the disease. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this research? Certainly, David. The researchers analyzed blood samples collected from volunteers enrolled in the UK Biobank project. They identified patterns of four proteins that predicted the onset of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease and vascular dementia. The researchers, led by Prof. Jianfeng Feng from the University of Warwick and Fudan University in China, hope to develop this into a screening kit for use in the NHS. How does this fit into the broader landscape of dementia research and treatment? This research comes at a time when there's a growing interest in early detection of dementia. With two new Alzheimer's drugs, lecanemab and donanemab, under review by the UK medicines regulator, early diagnosis is crucial for patients to benefit from these treatments. If licensed, these drugs could be made available on the NHS. However, for patients to receive these treatments, they would need to have early-stage Alzheimer's and a lumbar puncture or a PET scan to confirm the presence of amyloid protein in the brain, a hallmark of Alzheimer's disease. And how does this new blood test work? The researchers used AI to look for connections between nearly 1,500 blood proteins and the development of dementia years later. They found that four proteins, GFAP, NEFL, GDF15, and LTBP2, were present in unusual levels among those who developed dementia. Higher levels of these proteins were warning signs of disease. For instance, inflammation in the brain can trigger cells called astrocytes to overproduce GFAP, a known biomarker for Alzheimer's. People with raised GFAP were more than twice as likely to develop dementia than those with lower levels. What are the next steps for this research? The researchers are now in talks with companies to develop the test. However, the cost, currently at several hundred pounds, would need to come down to make it viable. Further studies are also needed to understand how well such tests work in more diverse populations. Even when tests show promise, they still need to go through regulatory approval before they can be used in a healthcare setting. Thanks for the insights, Michael. In other scientific news, a new study has identified a network of around 20 microbes that universally drive the decomposition of animal flesh. This discovery could transform forensic science by providing a more precise way to determine a body's time of death. Here to discuss this groundbreaking research is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this study and its implications? Certainly, David. This multi-year study involved decomposing 36 cadavers at three different forensic anthropological facilities. 
The bodies were decomposed in different climates and during all four seasons. The research team then collected skin and soil samples during the first 21 days for each decomposing body. And what did the researchers find from these samples? They found that regardless of climate or soil type, the same set of approximately 20 specialist decomposing microbes were present on all 36 bodies. These microbes arrived like clockwork at certain points throughout the 21-day observation period, and insects played a key role in their arrival. How could these findings be applied in forensic science? The consistent makeup and timing of the decomposing microbiome could provide a more accurate way to determine a body's time of death. Using machine learning techniques and data from this study, the researchers built a tool that can accurately predict a body's time since death. This could be particularly useful in outdoor death scenes where it can be difficult to gather information. That's fascinating. And where do these decomposing microbes come from? Interestingly, the researchers couldn't find these microbes in soil microbiome databases or catalogs of human skin and gut microbiomes. However, they did find the universal decomposers on insects, suggesting that insects might be bringing the microbes in. What other applications could this research have? In addition to forensic applications, the findings could have potential applications across agriculture and food industries. The researchers also plan to expand their research, including potentially looking at the differences in the microbial ecology of small and large vertebrates. Thanks for the update, Bella. Now, shifting gears from science to sports and advertising, the Super Bowl is not just a high-stakes game for the teams on the field, but also for advertisers who vie for the most coveted airtime. This year, the pharmaceutical industry made a significant splash, with Pfizer and Astellas running high-profile ads. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Science. Let's start with Pfizer's ad. Can you tell us more about it? Certainly, David. Pfizer's first-ever Super Bowl ad, titled Here's to Science, featured a lineup of scientists who've made significant contributions to our understanding of the world. The ad included computer-generated images of pioneers like Sir Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, Rosalind Franklin, and Marie Maynard Daly, all singing along to Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. The ad also highlighted the discovery of penicillin and the work done by Catalin Carrico and Drew Wiseman in mRNA, which won them the 2023 Nobel Prize in Medicine and was used in developing COVID-19 vaccines, such as Pfizer's Comirnaty. And what was Pfizer's message with this ad? Pfizer used the ad to highlight its next fight against cancer. The company has made significant strides in this area, having recently completed its acquisition of Seigen, a leader in developing antibody-based therapies for cancer. Pfizer plans to create an oncology division dedicated to the oncology-related R&D and commercial activity of both Pfizer and Seigen. What about Astellas? What was their Super Bowl ad about? Astellas ran a commercial for Vioza, a non-hormonal treatment for menopause-related hot flashes launched last year. The ad, titled Fewer Hot Flashes, More Not Flashes, aimed to empower women to be more open about their experiences and seek appropriate treatments for these symptoms. Jill Jarrock, Senior Director of Women's Health at Astellas, said in a press release that the Super Bowl with its large female audience, is an incredible platform to normalize the conversation around vasomotor symptoms and menopause. And what are the expectations for Veoza? Veoza is expected to be a big-ticket drug. 
It's the first neurokinin antagonist option for vasomotor symptoms, and according to global data, the drug is forecasted to bring in $1.9 billion in sales in 2029. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, James. Now, let's shift our attention to a new study that reveals emotional music evokes similar bodily sensations across different cultures around the globe. Happy music makes us want to move our arms and legs, whereas soulful music affects our chest area. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this study and its findings? Certainly, David. Researchers from the Turku Pet Center in Finland conducted this study. They found that music can be felt directly in the body, activating our autonomic nervous system and even causing shivers down the spine. Different emotional songs can cause a range of physical sensations in different parts of the human body. They researched both Western and Asian listeners to see what bodily sensations occurred when they were playing music. Interesting. And how did they conduct this research? They used an online survey of Fiendhundred participants, where people rated their emotions and bodily sensations evoked by a range of Western and Asian songs. The results showed that the emotions and bodily sensations evoked by music were similar across Western and Asian listeners. So, what kind of physical sensations are we talking about here? According to research fellow Dr. Vesa Putkinen, music that evoked different emotions such as happiness, sadness, or fear caused different bodily sensations. For example, happy and danceable music was felt in the arms and legs, while tender and sad music was felt in the chest area. Dissonant, jarring music such as metal or punk evoked aggression. And what does this tell us about the power of music? It shows that music's influence on the body is universal. People move to music in all cultures, and synchronized postures, movements, and vocalizations are a universal sign for affiliation. Music may have emerged during the evolution of human species to promote social interaction and sense of community by synchronizing the bodies and emotions of the listeners. That's fascinating. And were there any other significant findings from this study? Yes, the researchers also found that certain acoustic features were associated with similar emotions across the participants. Music with a clear beat was found happy and danceable, while dissonance in music was associated with aggressiveness. Since these sensations are similar across different cultures, music-induced emotions are likely independent of culture and learning, and based on inherited biological mechanisms. Indeed, Celeste, that's certainly something to think about next time we listen to music. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.